Welcome to the Chorus Podcast, your aggressively subjective barometer for culture and media. Where each week, your hosts, Stefan Voss and Bruce Stennel, will disregard the trends and headlines to focus on what's really important, what you should be watching, reading, and listening to. And now, on with the pod. Look at these uh, yes, beverages. Oh, yes. We've got some whiskey. Whiskey, you know. Whiskey. Whiskey. With, a, with an E. Correct. The correct way to spell it. No, no. The correct way to spell it. <laughs> an Irish whiskey. I know. Cheers, Cheers. This is Peaky Blinder mm. that we're drinking today. Oh, it today. smells good. Um, hello, by the way. Did we even say hello? Mm-mm. I don't know. Hello. Mm-hmm. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Welcome. Um, but yes, we have some more whiskey. You found us drinking whiskey before 8 o'clock in um, the morning. And it's... Peaky Blinder, and it's a small batch, I'm reading now, Read a it, small batch, triple distilled blended Irish whiskey, created by Sadler's Ales okay. in Birmingham, Birmingham, to accompany its Peaky Blinder beer. Oh, oh. bless you, Rosie. Thank you, the Rosie. The name comes from the street gang, which you know if you've watched the show, that was around in the late 19th, early 20th centuries. Why were they called uh, the Peaky Blinders? I don't care. Um, I'm finishing reading. You can tell me just now. A member of which you see on the label... And this chap's name apparently is Stephen. 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 Stephen McKickey. Now now you know. Yo, Um, It reckons almond, spice, and chocolate on the nose. Yeah, I. I get some honey. So. On the nose. It's delicious. I get sort of chocolatey sweetness. It says on the palate citrus, spice, cracked pepper, and dried fruit. I still get honey. So, one of us is wrong. Um, or different. Anyway, it's uh, it's good stuff, and it's 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 very affordable. It's around three hundred rand. Sadler's established eighteen sixty one, and it looks great. Okay, and we'll keep talking about it as we have some uh, more sips. A Jamison Irish Irish whiskey is always the one that says triple distilled, whatever. And then uh, I see that every Irish every Irish whiskey, whiskey <laughs> is triple distilled. So I don't know if that's. Hey, it's, a, it's an employment program. USP or whatever unique selling point. It's an employment program, so you, mm. you can't just go home. You have to stay and distill it again. What I like to do, Bruce, is also have a sip of this delicious Cito 1974 coffee. Very good, very good. We mm. do like our liquids here. That sounds gross. So the Peaky Blinders, uh, and this might just be <coughs> hearsay, oh, but if you've noticed the picture of Mr. McKiki, mm. and if you've watched the show, they wear these these flat caps. Yes, indeed. Sort of a, it's not a tam It's a. Did you have one? I've got one there. Very yes, nice, right in front of you. This one? No, yeah. Is that that? Well, sort of. it's not as, anyway. uh, that one's a more streamlined one. You get them so it's sort of hang over a bit for the cold weather. But what the Peaky Blinders would do is they would uh, secrete or conceal razor blades within the peak of their little cap. And in a fight, they would grab their cap and blind you in the face and swing it across at you and the razor blades would cut at your eyes and they could blind you that doesn't sound all of the fun no it um, must be said gang gang warfare uh, Jack yeah. Jack is lying at the door from whence you came sniffing at the he's keeping keeping an eye on the ex and the, the great egress, outdoors the egress which is not a female he's... eagle it's... well isn't it though no I don't know. Right, so um, yes, as we say, we're going to say it again because we do like to reward people who sponsor things with lots of branding. Delicious. So Peaky Blinder Irish Whiskey, what, made by what, Sadler's Distillery, and uh, it's about, again, if you look online, it's somewhere between yeah. 270 and 320 so call it 300 bucks. And South it's, uh, so gone. far, as we've started, Charles, Charles. very, very good indeed. Uh, what was the one we had last time? Mm. 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 Uh, Good, good point. I'll look it up. But um, I think uh, they're both like very good. Actually, I can't yeah. can't fault them. I don't even know if I prefer one over the other. They're both. Well, really, have to really listen really to nuts. last week's one to remember because well, we have short memories. Yes, so tell me what peaky blind <laughs> Irish Irish whiskey. Irish whiskey. Hey, top of the morning, Bruce. What have you been up to? Ah, so oh, um, oh, it's a smile. What did I do? I, I did want to talk about something in very, very much in particular. In, in but, the uh, live, you've been out, you've seen a, a thing. I've oh, seen things. Uh, uh, Midsummer Night Stream, did you That's, see that? I'm seeing that tonight. Oh, really? Um, verily. I saw that at the Globe. Okay. It was wondrous. Wondrous and I special. I also taught it to uh, grade 
nine pupils Very nice. at the Very National nice. School of the Arts when I was in my erstwhile career as an English teacher. Um, and, and actually, Shakespeare, um, the more you study it, the more you appreciate it. So actually, you know, maybe if I'd taught it for 15 years, I'd hate it, but I actually just love the play even more. Very interestingly, um, chatting to somebody in the theatre industry, locally and as as is the case everywhere I think but it's it's more difficult than it's been in the past to get bums in seats for theatre mm. but verbatim what they said was we don't we never struggle with Shakespeare and you it's kind of it's kind of counterintuitive because every kid you know moans and you know that it's difficult and we don't want to study why they're still making us study this and blah 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 yeah but when it gets on stage I think it's the, the, throw quinti- money at it. the quintessential play to go and see oh you're mm. going to go watch a play yeah always a Shakespeare so maybe there's that pull of if I'm going to go to the theatre for something I must go for Shakespeare that's that's what theatre is which is I'm not sure well, yeah. no, I mean, no, no I'm, no, I'm genuinely not sure I'm not, not disagreeing not sure I'm just actually not sure Shakespeare is uh, wonderful. wonderful maybe maybe there's a thing of I, I need I should appreciate Shakespeare even mm. though I don't understand it so that might be it yeah maybe they want something to talk <laughs> I'm about I'm going to assuage my on their my, own podcast my guilt yeah yeah um, yes. So anyway, that, that's that's very interesting. Um, the, use of the word assuage, and so also, did maybe we want to start on on listening what we've been listening to? Because mm. well, I went to a live event, but it tell uh, us about was is was it Mr. Ald? It was Mr. Ald, Robin Ald. Mm. Um, no, whose music we've spoken about fairly regularly on the show. Uh, one of South Africa's great singer songwriters, and and this is what I want to talk about: guitarists. I sent you just like yeah. half a second of you know, slide guitar playing. Slide Dogs. guitar playing. But on a <laughs> so it's great because it's he's he's the instrument you know because he's playing on a, a battered old Ibanez ripoff J two hundred or something da 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 with a funny little pickup in the sound hole through two boss pedals. Okay, you know what I mean. A metal zone and a, da, exactly yeah, um, and it sounds phenomenal and. Uh, Again, who, who plugged his acoustic guitar into a Marshall stack? Uh, Buff- Buffalo, Grant Lee Buffalo. Okay. Carry on, carry on. Sorry, um, but just you know, it the things. So you, you look at it and you think, well, that's interesting. Um, but but everything, you know, he has the slide in his back jeans pocket, and he sort of da 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 da, and he puts his hands back there, and it's and it's on, and he's no. in, and it doesn't skip a beat, and it's just. Brilliant soloing as well, not which because soloing. I mean, we've had discussions before that we guys, you know, certain outfits they go, it's whatever, it's eight bars in the middle here, and we need this many noodly bits to yeah. fit that, and then we carry on, and that's all we do. Or Slash on the other end of the scale, <laughs> it's a four hour concert, and three and a half hours of it is, is him doing, yeah, so remarkable but very long solo until he doesn't want to anymore. Um, and so on and so on. and this was just this case of you could call him I think a folk rocker is a, is a mm. fair a fair summation of or a fair but unnuanced <laughs> summation of, of Robin um, but just adding something fantastic to already very very good songs which he he, sing, he has this incredibly you know distinctive brilliant voice as well mm. and, and great songwriting but um Again, I've I've got all the albums and I've listened to all the stuff and you know I was when the song there of his um, Country Mile, which we've talked about on the show before, just went uh, number one on a chart recently, and mm. which surprised him and makes him smile. Um, Is this the one with the mandolin? That's yes. the post. Yeah, he'd been um, gifted a mandolin. Exactly. Yeah. On the track. And uh, but you know he's just he's just enjoying it. He's uh, what I was going to say. When when you, you you listen to the music, it's it's all great, and you you can you can hear virtuosity and and so on in in it. But you know enough about recording to go, well, that could have been the thirteenth take, or yeah. or a session muser, or a whatever. And then you can watch him live, and he does also he does the first half of the gig uh, on his own with an acoustic guitar, um, standing on like a, a sort of a stand-on cajon, if you want to call it that. It's just hmm. a, like a stomp board with a mic inside it. Hmm. So it's a kick drum, or depending on how he stands, it might be a snare or whatever. Um, but he's he's doing all the work. He puts in a loop pedal in there as well, again, and it's clean. You can't hear it. That's so freaky. I watched him turn it off, 
and I couldn't hear the, the gap between no latency and the blues. stop the stop of the strum on the yeah. again which also went in perfectly smoothly so I couldn't hear the stop coming out and into his next phase um, and he just he's just such a natural and again virtuosic musician it's this incredible incredible skill um, that you don't see mm. you just you just don't and he he's not talked about generally in those circles because he's a he's a humble dude who wants to live in Cork Bay and be a surfer and get on with his life um, but he I don't know who would you know if who would you if you said the greatest South African guitarist ever who you know who are mm. the people that you would talk about um, Trevor Raven but if, again yeah. you go and, go and watch Trevor Raven play and then go and watch Robin play yeah. and, and understand the, the levels uh, John Ellis is another great one yeah. uh, who Robin rates very highly etc you know what I mean and, but it's these it's these um, yeah it's again it's this thing of not celebrating I don't want to say properly because we are celebrating him now but we don't celebrate it in the same way you've got your little statue of, of Jimi Hendrix here but if you've, you never saw Jimi Hendrix live no um, and Yes, you've listened to a lot of it and you understand and this and that and the next thing. But your introduction and most of your knowledge about Jimmy comes through other people's filters. Mm, true. And we tend to celebrate great artists like that through other people's filters. Um, so it's always, I guess that's also a little exhortation here. Um, go and give somebody a chance. Same with the, uh, Shakespeare. Mm. Yeah. Um, Please give Shakespeare a chance. Yeah. I mean... Just a young, up and coming, new. I think there's some some talent there. Some His English is a bit weird, but uh, Pets, yeah, um, yeah. So Robin Ald, if you ever get to see him, and he's he's based in Cape Town, does come up occasionally. Um, but again, at his Georgia level, Johannesburg, where we are, at his level Dogs. of at his level of skill, um, he you know it's still it's still a mission to to get things booked and costs paid and all the rest of it. Yeah, and his level of, of experience, you know, he's been playing 40 years. So it's... Um, he must be tired. Yes. Uh, thick calluses. But it's this, uh, yeah, still this, this strange, the way it is, the strange reality. And if you don't look at it through the filter, it's, it's, it's a lot less glamorous. But just if you are a guitarist, you will, you will learn something. Mm. Um, if you are a guitarist, you will be inspired. If you are a singer, you will learn something, you will be inspired. If you are a songwriter, you will learn something, you will be inspired. Um, so go and uh, also great uh, three piece, the second half of the gig, Andrew Joseph on bass, Andrew Cleland on uh, drums, who was uh, Zen Arcade okay. and has played yeah. for, for many others. But um, just great, relaxed, relaxed skilled musicians because mm. you, you could look again you could look a couple of times and go they haven't this isn't rehearsed they're just doing a, a request or yeah they did something in sound check and they've decided to add it to the set and robin's literally just told them it's in whatever key mm. and this is it's kind of that yeah place follow watch, me watch me for the yeah. changes and they do and um and, you know there's no gaps and there's it's just which is just lovely to watch because you you just kind of feel mm. That's music. What, that's what music is. So yeah, really, really highly rated. Uh, Barney Simon was there. Uh, if you don't, if you're listening outside of South Africa, just a, a very sort of um, not John Peel. That's the wrong kind of thing. But the same sort of impact in terms yeah. of supporting supporting rock music, particularly rock music, yeah. uh, local music, um, original music, etc. Radio et cetera. DJ and a, a yeah. huge supporter of um, and just over music. and over the years. But he had had, you know, I don't know, seven or fifteen. Rum and Cokes by the end and uh, Barney or Robin. yeah Barney oh. and uh, yeah enthusiastically um, requested so oh, I yeah. say enthusiastically and requested and Demanded. you know that those are yeah those are both euphemistic um, sort of more songs but but kept saying you know genius 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 and again drunk or not <laughs> it's it's not off the mark mm. um, so really do go and look Robin up and absolutely I mean, get down to a venue if he's playing near you yeah yeah nice Cape Town people especially don't uh... Jack stop sniffing at the door um, you'll notice uh, we, we've had an absence of the dogs in a few of our podcasts but they are with us today Rosie trying to behave herself Jack misbehaving less so less so yeah I think there are people out there let me talk about something musical um, that. that cannot be untalked about in this day and time 
It's a weird sentence, but okay. The Beatles. Ah, yes. Have released the last track. Uh, the last newly newly released track with all four members playing on it. Yeah, of the Beatles. So it's 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 not like a new Beatles track, in the purest sense of the word. Um, those who know will know, but if you're a massive Beatles fan like I am, but um, I think in the nineties, uh, or at some point after John had had been killed, Yoko found a cassette tape of some demos that John was messing with. And in the 90s, um, when the Beatles released their big anthology, they went into studio with the tracks um, and, and saw if they could kind of finish them up without John there. They managed it with two of them, um, but there was a third where they couldn't actually, I mean, they tried, but they couldn't separate the piano playing the demo, and the yeah. voice in the demo in yeah. the demo because it was just piano and voice John um, but around the time that Peter Jackson did uh, the Get Back documentary the technology was developed um, machine learning and AI played a part in it where they could now separate those tracks um, George Harrison uh, in the meantime um, had died of cancer but his inconvenient yeah but his parts that he played when they tried yes, originally were, recorded, to, were, yeah. were recorded and were there so um, Paul and Ringo got together with this uh, newly separated vocal take of John's. Um, it was a song that, um, as far as I'm aware, was meant for a solo project of John Lennon's. But as he's dead, so what can he yeah. do? <laughs> but, <laughs> but for the Beatles to come together and and. Um, work it as a song and release it. So, so they did that. Um, so it's uh, Paul replayed the piano part. Um, it's John's vocal. Paul does um, and Ringo do some backings. I think there might be some George vocal backings from the sessions in the 90s. I'm not sure. George's um, acoustic guitar is in there. There's a slide solo um, that George did that I think Paul redid, mm. but, but did it very much in the style of George as in okay. kind of an homage to George. Um, there's quite a cheesy uh, video to go along with it with some kind of yes, bad yeah, green screen yeah. and whatever but but it is quite charming because it it does very interestingly juxtapose the young John and and slightly older George with the really like old now Paul and yeah, Ringo yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's not a <laughs> Is the song great? I think the song is great. It's not like if you what are you comparing it to? The hits of the Beatles. It's yeah, not yeah. like a Yesterday or a Lucy in the Sky or Down Whatever. But it's just a beautiful, really, really lovely melody. I mean, if it's a great song, um, it's not a like a big smash hit song, but it's a really nice, nice song. I mean, it's John Lennon writing music and he's brilliant, and it is a good song, um, and it's really nice to record. I've listened to it so many times the lyric is is just great the vocals are amazing it's the Beatles it's just you, yeah I, I see just there's you, nostalgia you, and exactly. you can't see you can't see Stephen listeners but uh, there's yeah there's a lot of oh, yeah. involved um, I'm not as sold on the song itself I, I like the project and yeah. a little bit like da, 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 do. Um, it, it's, it's an okay song for me I, I don't think it would yeah, it's, it's a first I don't think it would song, matter. Guess, yeah, it, 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 it wouldn't matter nearly as much if it wasn't the last bit. Of no, of course. Whatever uh, again, that I, they, I agree with you. You know, and Yoko, I imagine, who apparently bought it up, um, is also aware that uh, uh, Paul, unstoppable as he seems, is eighty or something. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's there's limited time. Um, to do, do do anymore and I'm not saying that in a cynical way of like no. you know they don't need the money but um, yeah if it is the last one then that's also great that it's kind of sweet and it is kind of the, the cheesiness of the video has to do with the fuddy daddiness of some old men yeah um, and the ending of the, of the video is great so the four of them it's old footage of them what they used to do particularly in early days is as they finished the song they would all stand and then bow together. Yes, 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 that's right. And it has them doing that at the end of the video, and then they just fade out of the yeah. out of the shot. It's I've just seen that whole 
stage setup okay. at, at the Met in New York. The, wow. the drums, yeah, you know, yeah. that, that, that kit. Yeah. The drums, the amps, the everything. Um, but yeah, so it is, it's very nostalgic and it works because it's nostalgic. Again, if, if somebody just, if, if it didn't have anything else attached to it, if that song came out, you know, that's the yeah. new song by Richard Bland. Yeah. Whatever. People would just go, okay, well, that's nice. And it would fade. Yeah, I don't um, think it would be really single today. Which doesn't matter. Today, which doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, that's not what happened and it is a cultural event and the rest of it. But it's, um, it is also interesting relative to what we were just talking about. Um, you know, just like somebody like Robin or whoever, mm-hmm. but is still doing powerful, exciting stuff in your presence kind of thing. And our cultural filter tends to still go. Why? You know, here's something else. Why it is, it is significant, and why why I don't um, sort of sigh at the, the the kerfuffle around it, dogs, is that it is the Beatles, dogs, <laughs> stop it, and. Um, I am convinced that they are the most significant band mm. ever. No, 100%. Um, up to now in, in time. Um, and, and it's got to do with with when they they rose to success. So it is a particular point uh, in time. Yeah, which can't it, be repeated. Yeah. Can't be repeated. But also there is certainly magic and genius in in the talent and whatever. Coupled with when they were, they, they are just... The Beatles is, I think, the most significant band ever. in history. Yeah, no, I'd agree with that. Um, so, so for that reason, it's it's it is a, a story, mm. and uh, I'm, I'm been, I've been listening to it a lot, and and mm. I love it. Um, I will go. just miss, mention mention. Uh, mention one more thing, which is uh, Mighty Poplar, which is a new bluegrass project featuring people from the Punch Brothers like Chris Eldridge uh, there's okay. a, a mandolin guy called Andrew Marlin who's incredible so uh, if you're into uh, bluegrass um, and they're, uh, they're kind of almost a super group um, and the Mighty Poplar is the band and the album and it's cool listen to it very nice the other one you, you passed on to me which I had listened to Billy Rafool is yes. that how we say it yes he was here in South Africa the for other all day. okay for all these years uh, is the album and um, yeah sort of folk, folk rocky guy that then goes indie rocky guy mm. it's in, interesting again the, the sort of album scenario um, that you know it's, it's, it's an album of two halves it's kind of Lewis Capaldi meets Ray de, Mont- Ray de Montaigne for the first yeah. half and then like indie rock gets a bit more yeah the second half um, but very cool yeah solo singer songwriter guy um, obviously without the marketing budget Mm. of a Lewis Capaldi or whoever um, but yeah just as much to offer some some, some great tunes so it's Billy Raffoul for yeah, all our, these years our mutual acquaintance Frey was at the gig it was a few weeks back okay and he'd never heard of the guy apparently they chatted afterwards and they had mutual friends and from the industry and, and, and connected but Frey was like he was at the club uh, and it was full of young South Africans uh, singing along to every word and, and I didn't know I've never heard of that's the guy so, well, so, yeah. so it's yeah. so weird comes out of the comes out yeah. of the nowhere so, right so that's yeah. some listening that we've done uh, have you been reading I see you have no book so Bruce <laughs> um, I mentioned that I'd I'd uh, had a, a brief vacuum on my TBR pile of books mm. um, and I decided to read uh, Pratchett as I do uh, and the young adult series uh, around uh, the young witch Tiffany Aching. So I read, I think there's uh, four books that I read. Um, the last one I shall wear midnight, I realized that I'd only read once before. <gasps> so that was amazing. Barely read. Though. Yeah, barely yeah. read. Um, which I thoroughly enjoyed that last. It's amazing, and it's the same with Sam Vimes, another character from the City Watch in, in Discworld, in Hank Moorpork. How, how the character evolves. Mm. So this last book, I mean, it starts with Tiffany as a seven-year-old discovering that she wants to be a witch. And in this last book, you know, she's whatever, 12 or something, but the characters just evolved in, in the hierarchy of the witches and the, the village and in wisdom and all these things. It's, it's fantastic. So there was one other book in the series. It's called The Shepherd's Crown. Okay. And it's the last Pratchett that he wrote, which I think Rob Wilkins probably 
physically wrote. Um, by that point, Sir Terry was just dictating. Um, it's been criticized a bit because it does it had, does feel the effects of someone really on their last legs. Um, I still enjoyed it, but I couldn't bring myself to read it again. So, so I stopped there um, before the last in the series. It's also um, the book in which one of the most famous characters of Terry Pratchett, Granny Weatherwax, one of the witches of Lanka, um, dies. <gasps> yeah, spoiler alert. Um, in that last one, the shepherd's crown or shepherdess's crown, shepherd, I don't know. Um, yeah, but I didn't read that. So, I, I, but now I've sort of finished that cycle and I'm uh, reading something else now, which I'll speak about when, once I have completed it. it, it, it. Uh, do, you, do you at least have a to read pile again? Um, is, it, is it a slow process? It's a slow process. I have. Um, I've uh, hit a bit of a financial wall again, so. Um, maybe for Christmas I'll sell get, a dog. Get, yeah, I'll sell a dog. Which one, Jack? Yeah, you're going. Right. Well, we can sell some sell some Peaky Blinder. I won't tell them. Mm. No, but uh, did we mention we were drinking Peaky Blinder? By Delicious. It's a, an very, Irish very nice. whiskey with an E. Um, very very good and also affordable. This is this is a big deal. This whole affordable bit. Yeah. Um, because it's a what is it? A blend? It must be a blend. Uh, it's not a well, yeah, Irish whiskey. Yeah, is, usually, it's, yeah. it's not like a single malt Scotch or something. Like that. Uh, crafted from an exce- exceptional blend yeah. of grain and single malt Irish whiskey Asian bourbon cask bourbon cask you see that's where those uh, especially the, the chocolatey this is very interesting to me the thing I read just now was off the interwebs mm. and now I'm reading off the label mm. fruity with notes of apricots and orange peel none of which was mentioned um, with a subtle sweetness of vanilla and honey I knew it you knew it uh, accompanied by a hint of chocolate and cinnamon to finish Build but exceptionally smooth. Yes, I'd go with that. So I'd go with yeah. Let's uh, there's a there's a tip from the top based on uh, a sample size of one. If we uh, still read our, read the label yeah. on the whiskey bottle, not the if guy we distilled our web. own whiskey, we would go away from words like bold and smooth. And what would we say? I think probably just English. This whiskey would go. This is this will is, wake you up and slap yeah, your mother through is, the face. Something like that, um, or it'll let you sleep. And stroke your dog while you're napping, yeah. or something. This whiskey but, um, will will kiss a stranger on the mouth for you. Yeah, so you don't have to. It, the mention of the orange peel that actually I could put it in uh, an old. I can feel an old fashioned in the in there. That's 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 lovely. Right. So my reading, uh, Ian McEwan, Machines Like Me. I've read it. In fact, um, I may have spoken about it on this very podcast. That could have happened. Uh, it absolutely could have happened, but my turn now. So shut up. Are you a fan um, of Mr. McEwen? I am. Um, as am I. As you know, I think I'm not the biggest uh, fiction. It's it's not that I'm a fan. It's just that it's not a big focus for me. You know, because I'm I'm kind of always aware that. Um, that of, of formulae. <laughs> no, but no, but you know what I mean. Yes, yes, yes. So yes, like, yes. the more fiction you read, the less. Uh, easy it is yeah. just like the the um, Tom Hanks thing and the more yes and the more <laughs> shut up people are and the more um, Jack no for instance yeah the more in a, in a genre in a, somebody in a genre. puts out so, oh, so right, somebody yes, like yes, whatever Will Smith or, or uh, Tom Clancy or this or that and the next thing Barbara you're just going Martin. it's going to be this kind of thing yeah. and, and there are there are spots where that just works or you're just in the mood for a similar thing again and again Jack mm. Reacher I love, you know, enjoy a Jack Reacher Terry Pratchett. and you know it's going to work like that you know he's going to do these things you know there's going to be somebody with something to hide but, but um, so somebody like Ian McEwan as a fiction writer is much more interesting because it's a separate standalone story very generally very speaking. different yeah um, what I really liked about this one so Machines Like Me as you can probably tell from that and you could certainly tell uh, check the picked up with the picture of the cover on our, our Facebook page um, but it's put the face on the Facebook it's, face of the book on the Facebook nice nice uh, <laughs> but uh, yes it's a, it's a chap who, who buys himself uh, a robot essentially yep. you know, artificial intelligence um, which is the, the very highest end of the artificial intelligence now essentially a, essentially a person with machinery inside um, designed to feel and be good and all of the complex complexities of that. Now, what I like about what, how Ian does this, pretty much everything happens in a household, mm-hmm. you know, or a building with a couple of people, you know, meeting and this and that. 
Uh, I don't want to give anything away, but you know, it's it's all very very compact. I remember so, nothing of the book, and so you, I always do this. I forget. You yeah, should yeah. read it again. I must read uh, it again. But but essentially dealing with massive massive themes. So yeah. artificial intelligence. What will it do? What won't it do? And he does that cleverly. He links it to politics of of England at the time of what the it, time uh, in which the book is set, Thatcher, and, and yes. just after. Um, and you know are, is artificial intelligence so there, there's some sort of time things which without doing any research you kind of is is that lining up or is that just part of the fantasy you know part of the fictional world like was there this kind of AI when Thatcher mm-hmm. was in office and, but it doesn't really matter is the, is the short point because you know if it was a, if it was an issue then it would have had this effect on politics or vice versa yeah. um, so he's very clever at that and yeah, his 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 protagonist um, is is also uh, just a guy that's just normal in an almost dull sense. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got he's got his issues. Uh, he has his little successes as well, but he's he's you know he's he's getting through the day. Um, and a you know a, a robot, a, a sort of designed life form that can technically do all sorts of things that he can't is. Is a threat, but it's also fascinating, and he's a huge fan. The guy, the protagonist of uh, Alan Turing, who yes. appears in the book, which is lovely mm. because just to, to get a different sense, and you know it's fiction, but it's based on biography and so on and so on. So you just get a sense of Alan Turing and his impact on on so much of what we do now on that computer and this microphone. Yeah, who, who knows? Um, the int, the interwebs. You know, he was just involved in everything. Um, so it's it's really really fascinating in a way that provokes thought but doesn't require you to get all technical you know you don't have to study anything you don't have to try and understand complex um, complex technical language any of that yeah it's just a case of going yeah something like this would have an effect and the effect because it's well written is something I can imagine um, and extrapolate to my own experience um, yeah and I, I like the way again not that it, not that he's writing it's his responsibility to make me happy but it's, it, it makes sense you know the way things progress the way things add up and there's lots of complexity there yeah. are ethical issues there are uh, relational issues blah 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 um, and, and just does just does make you think about a lot of the um a lot of how it, yeah how how will AI in physical form like a robot how will it how will it affect relational issues it's not it's not about those are separate issues but it's not about it taking your job it's not about it doing sums faster than you it's not about it lifting heavier thing whatever but you know if if it can provide uh, emotional satisfaction hmm. in a relationship hmm. you know then what are we dealing with. Yeah, um, things like that. Uh, So an interesting book, a well-written book, a a small, as I say, I love that it's a small, complex, Mm. multi-layered scenario that everything happens in while dealing with very, very far-reaching themes. themes. So yeah, Ian McEwan, Machines Like Me, recommended. It's this big. Uh, Ishiguru's Clara and the Sun, which is also the, the robot AI thingy, but with... The idea of, of putting someone's consciousness into the machine. But um, if you're a fan of McEwen, and you should be, uh, very highly recommended. His, his most famous, I guess, is Atonement. Um, there was one a year or two ago called Nutshell, which was fantastic. It was uh, The narrator was a yet unborn fetus. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, yes. I read that. Fetus. That was very good. Really, really And good. also can remember nothing, but uh, yeah. except that I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, good. I'm now reading uh, The Bongo. Bongo and the Wedge, you know, you two. Uh, Bono, uh, Surrender, uh, okay. which I started this morning after finishing this last night um, and is so far very good. Mm. Uh, all six pages or whatever I read over my serial. Um, yes, well, good. Really nice. I mean, which replaces the old, if you grew up in the 80s, reading the cereal box over breakfast. Pretty much. What have you watched, shall I tell you? Go, do it, do the thing. So, Bruce. Tell As me. you know, so I'm Stephen. a massive fan of the TV series Deadwood, um, starring uh, loosely based on on. As true, opposed to the relationship characters. status, Deadwood. Yeah, um, um, and one of my favourite characters in in uh, other than Al Swearengen, played by Ian McShane, is crazy good. 
was Shane. Uh, he is good. Yeah, uh, Timothy Oliphant uh, played um, a sheriff uh, whose name I, yes. I, I, I can forgot. see him in the role um, in my head. And and was I just he was just incredible and it was such a great show and I loved it so much. And then I, I someone had said to me, "Oh, have you seen Justified?" Okay. And Justified is again Timothy Oliphant playing this time a U.S. marshal, but in contemporary time. Mm. Um, and he is from the South, Louisiana, um, and he is just like he was in Deadwood. Is is always about a centimeter away from losing his temper just just always he has this anger issue um, but is this incredibly good and that I think had five seasons or seven seasons justified it was just one of the most incredible TV shows not um, like mind altering world like Sopranos The Wire brilliant yeah but if you're looking at just like brilliant shows like um, um, uh, Blacklist Bones, kind of, yes, you know, is. really solid show. This this was like that, but a step above. Just really, okay. really great. And it's been however many years since the end of Justified, and they've just released a new series. Dun, dun, dun. So the original one was based on an Elmore Leonard story, Fire in the Hole. Okay. Um, and this is now based on another one of his stories. Elmore um, Leonard, a famous kind of Western writer. I think I interviewed him. You may have and done. He was very odd. Uh, hmm. Profoundly odd. It was also there was like a twelve-hour time difference, so you know he may was, have been profoundly the middle of the night, yeah. and whatever. Yeah. Anyway, carry um, on. It's called City Primeval, and it's now set in Detroit, which is quite interesting. So it's basically this cowboy in a, in a in a mean the mean gritty streets of Detroit. Um, but I, I watched it, and it's, it it really is brilliant. It is uh, there's a fantastic villain. It's the guy Detroit, I think is how you say it. In the French way, no. De, de Trois. Um, <laughs> throw your hands up for De Trois. Um, the the uh, guy who, who kind of made his name in the first season of Narcos. Yes. Um, the um, sort of white American I know cop, you mean, yes, yeah. He is the villain in this uh, Justified City Prime Evil, season one. Uh, and he is a truly frightening villain. Um and and uh, Raylan Givens this is Tim the Olyphant's character also has a daughter at this point which is played by his actual daughter okay which is quite interesting um, so it's a uh, I, I didn't buy the love interest it's quite interesting the love interest in this one is is, is a lawyer a black lawyer um, and I don't know if they were trying I don't know what it, it didn't I didn't really feel a chemistry between them although they tried quite hard but it's really, really well written, very tense and taut and fantastic. Cool. What? Uh, what? Uh, it's on FX. Uh, okay. I'm not sure what I watched it on. And but uh, in the original series, Justified, um, the villain was played brilliantly by Walton Goggins. Ah, yes. Played this guy called Crowder, yes. who was like a hillbilly. Yes. Dude. Such a yeah. uh, distinctive face. Yes. Yes. And in the very last scene of City Primeval, we cut to the jail, and it's him. Dun, dun, dun. And he makes it jailbreak. And just before that scene, Raylan Gibbons is now handed in his badge. He's retired as a U.S. Marshal. And you see the escape, and then it cuts to him, Raylan, and his phone's ringing, and he looks, and it says, you know, inmate escape, whatever, and then that's the end of the season. So I think it's setting up, yes. um, hopefully, for more... Because um, the two of them on screen, you're not very good at spoilers, are you? No, no um, I'm, I'm terrible. So uh, there you go. Well, no, he, he. It's not really a spoiler because really he has nothing to do with the series. It's really just a last little. Okay, just to say for next time uh, we might see some more. <laughs> so I hope, and it's interesting. You know, they're they're both older gentlemen, but they look like they haven't aged the day. Um, so I highly recommend Justified. I re- highly recommend the first se- uh, series, and this new one is really good as well. In terms of reboots, I think Dexter was really good as well. The, the new season of Dexter, and this is on par. It really loudly, is fantastic. Loudly. Dogs, um, shut your mouths. Um, they would help because then they wouldn't bite other. Shush. Anyway, um, so I, on the uh, on the show Max, mm. watching uh, something called The Murdoch's Empire of Influence. Now, as you know, huge fan of Succession. 
Stop the show succession right and Fox. this is more a uh, true life well, this is this is what it was based on okay. and it, it's it's he's a, almost, a media guy, yeah eh? it's almost hilarious how how true close how just is. how much they ripped it off wow. um but yeah rupert murdoch the undeniably the most powerful media okay. mogul in in the world um the world yes and uh but hopefully on the wane he is very old is he dead is he, is he alive um, but uh, anyway so it, this is a, a sort of whole 20 you know it's clearly made for TV you watch it on okay. streaming and then you see where the gaps for the uh, um, ads that would have been and so on and so on but um, and kind of breathless that whole sort of um, is he's 92 years old now there we go hmm. um, I'm sure he's a bit breathless especially if he climbs a flight of stairs yeah uh, so yes, has it still with us? Uh, the devil doesn't want him yet, but um, <laughs> it's, it's it's not too far off. Absolute power yeah. corrupts absolutely. Yeah, um, but uh, it's it's fascinating. Look, being in the media, it's fascinating, but it's also terrifying. Yeah, just Sad he is an theory. he's an astonishing man, um, but not in, not in a complimentary way, not in a not in a way you'd want to emulate. He's absolutely ruthless, and so it's just it's just fascinating. You you going, I mean, this is a this is a jump, and what? It, but you'll you'll understand what I mean. You can't get you can't as Stefan can't get your head around Stalin, no. and how he would do what he did, yes, or Hitler or whatever. And you and this it's the same mindset. It's just in this case not you know he's not murdering people. But he's like I don't care how I bulldoze you out of the way or what I do to your business or your livelihood. Mm. Including if you're my child, so he's in many ways a deeply, profoundly horrible human being, um, but also just incredibly impressive in a way. You, but it's, you really don't want to be impressed, but you no. can't. You can't not be. So you know, built up from from nothing, and you know, um, you know, his dad was prominent in media in Australia, and then Rupert was treated like he treated his kids by his dad and this and that and the next thing swore I'll do I'll show you old man. blah 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 mm. um, and, and worked his way through it and then you know again so much of the story once the empire and it is an empire it's massive was set up um, is about succession and which of his children will take it over and he clearly was and possibly still is playing them off against each other it's it's horrible I mean emotionally it's a it's a train crash it's it's really really desperately horrible mm. um, but you you know you've read the papers you do read the papers uh, you've watched the, the network or you've seen Donald Trump mm. come to power because he wouldn't he wouldn't have got there without without Rupert um, and so on and so on and so on so um, it's fascinating um, it's disturbing um, and it's 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 interesting also to see again if he didn't age we'd be in great trouble going forward because you know the industry's changed a hundred percent since since he got involved you know it's not about print anymore it's this it's that it's this thing but you know when he saw it wasn't going to be about print he, so fox hmm. is now a super powerful in ratings terms and influence terms yeah it can swing an election yeah da, 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 which he wants it to because it plays into his business interests and so on so there's no there's no ethics whatsoever um there's a great deal of power like real applicable yeah you know i can make a call kind of power um it's uh it's a, it's a scary it's a bit of it's a bit of a real life horror in that sense it's um you know but but you don't know as i say he's 92 um the industry is changing but but that whole populist mindset is something that sort of he's also <clears throat> really helped to ingrain and define so that kind of thing comes up with every um, every when you vote for people election uh, election thank you it's interesting it comes up with every election we have so the states here wherever anywhere in Europe across the world Australia blah 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 whatever whatever that that whole mindset as it is is partly like it is because of 40 or 50 or whatever years it is of, of Murdoch influence across various platforms and in various ways it's interesting you talk about I thought about this yesterday and I think it's been on my mind since watching I think I spoke about this last time the fall of the house of Usher which is a businessman who's also this massive built this empire came from nothing but did it on a dirty deed and then ended up being very successful but 
there's an amazing and I, I recommend to our, our listeners that you go on YouTube and just say uh, fall of the house of Usher Lemon so the, this dude is sitting in a room um, with this detective and, and he goes well when life gives you lemons and the guy says make lemonade and he's like he stops and he turns to him and he goes no and he goes on this like two minute rant which basically says no what you want to do is you start a media blitz saying lemons are the most incredible things ever but before you do that you stockpile lemon lemons so you buy all the lemons out then you say lemons are the coolest things ever you get you know whoever it is a kardashian to say lemon in a leaked sex tape you get you know he does this whole thing yeah. of, of social media and then, he, and then he says then what you do is you you genetically modify lemons so that they're just that much more lemony then you patent that seed then you go out in the wild and you spread that seed everywhere then every time that seed turns up on a farmer's land you sue that farmer like proper and that's that's what this is yeah and and then he says then when you sit back and wait for that money to just come in then and only if you make lemonade but what it does for me is it exposes an evil yeah uh, around power and wealth that is is kind of under the magnifying glass is at an extreme in business and yesterday I thought this to myself I thought and I know people have done it and I I would think that the people that have done it are more in the exception and more um, dogs stop it more in a um, in the minority to be successful in business as someone with some ethical integrity and honesty, I think is virtually impossible. And all of the business psychology and business courses are built on people like Murdoch, mm. where it's just you do whatever. It's about you can. success measured by it's profit. Bottom line profit. Yeah. That's it. So when that old granny phones you, you go, "Yes, she doesn't know anything. I'm going to just bulldoze her, steamroller, and sell all my products and everything that she doesn't need." And make my big sale mm. to make my manager. I mean, there's an evil. In it, it is and completely, and, but it's also what's well, also interesting. So I mean, so yeah, you think about uh, Murdoch, and then you go, okay, but how many? How often do these people come along? And of, of course, unfortunately, now it's it's more often. But uh, Rhodes was yeah uh, was one. Um, as I say, Stalin or whatever in a political scenario. Um, uh, Rockefeller, yeah, or was he was he the dodgy? You know, all of them are dodgy, but you know, people who just didn't give a toss. Um, and on the and then there's a weird flip side, which is that because of their greed and their influence, certain things that are useful to us, of course, can be guaranteed. Things yes. like electricity. So a country Education. is not a country is not going to shut down in terms of electricity supply, because then the mining magnet won't make any money, mm. and he is too driven by his bottom line to let that happen. Yeah. So he will build power stations. Mm. And then he'll figure out, as you said, then it's the lemon situation. And we'll get the, you know... And people are benefiting. We'll get get ripped off down the line, but we'll have electricity because he's greedy. Um, So it's this this really fascinating, disturbing, worrying, sickening thing. Um, Yeah, interesting to watch. Like, what I don't like about it, it has that sort of uh, um, true crime breathlessness about it. You know, and then... Yeah, and the Stranger Things, whatever that bloody I instrument is, oh, that thing, um, you know, etc., etc. And you, oh, for crying out loud, stop I think it! My worst thing in television, and I don't know if it's worse than reality TV, but is uh, uh, the the recreation mm. where they have the reenactments thing yes. at the bottom, and then you see the actors, yes, bearing a slight resemblance to the real person doing their thing getting, badly. You know, they're getting not, hammered by Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah, literally, they're not A list actors. They mm. they've come on. They're usually an extra, but now they get to play so and so in a historical recreation. So yeah, I just um, as I was looking up at whether he was alive or dead, I see which I, I haven't got there yet in the in the uh, series, but was married to Jerry Hall. For the last Goodness. 2016 to 2022. Still married to her. No, 2022. Oh, so. oh 22. So, all right. So Mick Jagger. We, we know she likes an old man, but um, sure, sure. Anyway, there we go. So he seems unattached now. If anybody's keen, um, and he's nearly going to pop his clock. So this is the time to get in there. Net worth 17.7 billion. Sure, that's I could do with that. Which is nothing though compared to Musk or, or to whoever. Bezos um, and such. Yeah. So. 
Well, there's something weird about net worth, isn't isn't that like Fox a yearly News. thing or a, yeah, or I don't a know. asset? I don't Fox know. News, News Corp, Sky News, Sky Fox, Fox Corporation. These are all things he's founded. Um, holding company, News Corporation, acquired 20th Century Big Fox, Harper Collins, The Wall Street Journal. Blah 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 blah. So he is absolutely everywhere. Um, and that is scary. I wonder what watch he wears. I've become such a watch guy lately. I, I, I am at the moment a one watch kind of person, but it's more out of uh, financial constraints yeah. than anything. No, else. I would. I would love to be the stupid. Uh, I've been watching you know, like the, the, the drawer that you see yes, some of those see. things, the wrappers or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I'd love that. But Hodinkee says talking watches with Bruce Dennell. See, you've got some choice pieces from your collection here, Bruce. Talk. There's a Patek. A Patek. I see that. Uh, an AP over here. Very nice. I see you've got the ceramic in. Resence. Is that yeah. a thing? I don't know. The Resence Type Three. Sorry, I, now I'm looking it up. Philip Stein. These the watches that he wears. Yeah. No. Um, Come on, he's got to have some. There's and Rolex. Yeah, Rolex. Fine. Fair enough. But is he a little bit more adventurous than that? I'm not sure adventurous is, is his vibe. It's it's okay, just fair uh, enough. Akilu is his vibe. Yes, um let's see what that picture is. There we go. See he's bought a ring there, but I don't care about the ring, what is the watch? It's gold. It's is a he? Rolex of some kind. Is it? Yeah, that does look Rolexy. Um anyway, anyway. It's he's he's clearly he's not Kanye, so there's that. But uh, yeah, so very interesting to watch. Um but and as I say, if you if you watch Succession and you enjoyed Succession, which I did, it was some of the best TV I've ever seen, but um, this this is very much Lovely. the story. And no, but because you, you watch Succession, you think this is so stupid and over the top in terms of how you know we're going to have a meeting. Cool, let's take six helicopters and a ship and blah, blah, blah. again, that's ridiculous. And then this is their life, um, and they are as obnoxious, and they are as also. There's that that whole thing of you are Rupert Murdoch's son, and therefore you have position and power and whatever but the difference between and this is why succession was so good as well the difference in strategy thinking and strategic thinking and brain power and drive and whatever between the older and the younger you just these guys have lives of, of, yeah, yeah. of influence by association and they are spoiled beyond belief and this and that and you're going you're an idiot yeah and i can't tell you because you can pay somebody to ruin my life but it's so like um i can't imagine the pressure or the capacity and potential for ruin on someone with immense wealth. I mean, I think of the things that I did when I was younger and what a stupid ass I was, even if it was just the clothes that I was wearing or, <laughs> you know, how I used to drive my car when I was yeah. 20 and thought I was indestructible. And, yeah. you know, all those kind of absolutely stupid things that thank goodness there was no yeah. social media at the time <laughs> or or I mean, if I'd had wealth and there was social media I, would have, I mean I don't know how everyone of that in those situations is not a complete mess and I, I'm trying to think what would what would be some sort of grounding for them I, I can understand why someone like Bill Gates says my children will not have that kind of privileged Mm. ruination in their life he's an interesting cat in terms of what you said earlier about like being extraordinarily rich and having some ethics and stuff because he's got his issues of course he does yeah. but he also has notably provably through yeah. the foundation you know done remarkable things um, for the world yeah. um, but yeah I don't know even at, at my age now and greyness um, if I won a, you know have a mini 80 billion lottery <sighs> See, I, the thing is, I know, I know that I would do incredibly boringly uh, responsible things. So, for instance, I would pay off the bond yeah, 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 today. Yeah. I would do, but, but, but and and I would put away a sod load. Yeah, yeah. but in in that little bit, buy a watch. Yeah, in that little bit <laughs> where, yeah, where you would would be silly because because you would allow yourself. I say, okay, I'm gonna you know if I've won eighty billion, I'm gonna take a million. I'm gonna do something stupid with yeah. it. In that little thing. How stupid would you be? I think I would be so stupid. I would, I would buy all the vintage watches that turned no, out no, to uh, be fake. No, that's the thing. I, think, I, think, no, and that, I don't think I would. But I think it's, it's relative to what you were saying just now. In my stupid youth with the blah, blah, blah. Yes, absolutely. Now, I don't think so. Because, but no, because of, because of, the, because of the, the knowledge of the, the what comes later. Yeah, but you're only doing it with that little million. This is your now, your flatter, your No, no, no. But then, yeah. So then it would be, I'd, again, my... my I'd probably no. I'd probably phone the estate of whoever famous musician yeah. and go, "How much for the guitar?" Yeah, 
how much for the the, the original keyboard? How much for and 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 go and they're going no, but it's only for a foundation. I go, I'll double it then. Yeah, if it's going to a foundation. Fine. But now you go there, you meet the guy selling it to you, and he goes, you know what, Bruce? You know what I've also got? Come, come, let's just go. <laughs> I mean, you would. You would yes. be silly. And no, then but you, you'd yes, have to yes and no, that. because you again, you would, you would tell me, as, a, as, as somebody, also with music knowledge, you'll tell me, yes, but this is also very important. I'd go, yeah, but I don't care. I want the keyboard that Stevie Wonder was yeah, playing. No, for, let me just show for, you. For, Come no, in no, the, no, and no, you go in there no, to that room. No. You would, do you? <laughs> I, no, again, why, why I think I wouldn't is because I would be aware that if I didn't, then I could further. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm not, I'm no longer the one, I don't want to sort of go. Yeah. Also, I let's, think let's we, have, this today. we have that guilt uh, inherent in us in growing up in a country with yes. vast yeah. gaps uh, between the wealthy and So I think there I is think a what heavy might, and healthy guilt. Look, I think the, the, the risk area, if I could call it that, for, for you know, that kind of stupid spending would be in travel. Hmm. I'd, be, hmm. I'd be, I want to, I want to I've do... I've got nothing against that. I say travel. No, but, but, but then, but then again, it would be like... Cool. I've, I've I've been to I've, I've been to New York twice, but I've never been able to go to Broadway play because it's sorting expensive. Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna go to broad. I'm gonna go to, to New York for three weeks because I never have to work. Are again. you gonna fly first class? Are you gonna fly private? No, I wouldn't. I don't think I'd fly private. But but anyway. But so what if you your flight out there is horrendous and you were scrapped? It doesn't matter because because of the stu- because the stupid part would be like now in all my literature and all the stuff that I love and all the the stuff that is me, all the movies, all of this. Whatever the suite is at whichever plaza or whatever, I can afford that now. Yeah, yeah. But so, you're going to take your friends with you. You're going to go, Bruce. I've never flown. But part of, but now I'm going to take my friends with me. Don't be stupid. You, of course, you will. No, I won't. How much money? You've got so much money, dude. It's my money. Yeah, yeah. But take your you, friends. You must work private. <laughs> like no, book that no, floor. Okay, so, so stuff, no, no, no. Stuff like that. For so so then friends. you go. But again, why I want to go there is because if Scott Fitzgerald, whatever, wrote something. Yeah. So that that's those are the things which I would really desperately indulge in of course um, but I would hope and this is what we need to learn from this thing you, you would hope no that, that the corruption side of it would then not be like you know hi can I stand side stage at whatever whoever's concert if I you know you would hope that you would go if I give a million dollars to this completely well audited charity as opposed to going you know if I buy you a suitcase full of coke but I'm saying you've already you've already assigned a portion of that for charity this is your silly spending and now you're going to just do something silly and you probably will and, you, and, I you'll, think and you'll get to the end and you'll go through it and you, and you go oh you know that was actually a waste I think, no I think I th- I'd buy a watch at the airport on the stupid marked up price fly to, fly to New York but when you no, buy wait, that wait, one wait, watch stay Stay as long as I need to go to all of the sh- every single one of them in the seats that I can actually see da, 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 at seven hundred and forty five dollars a pop and 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 go out for a nice drink at some stupid where the whiskey is you know forty five dollars a tot da 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 da, da. cool that I'll that I'll do and then then I'll be finished Mr Denel that three um, weeks I'm just calling from from Rodex Boutique just to let you know <laughs> I hope you're happy with your Submariner. Um, we have had something come in. This is a, a watch that Elton John wore on his uh, such and such tour. It's not available to the public yet, but we can offer it to you. Uh, and then you're like, oh, I've got to get that. And then that guy will go, so listen, I know you've got this watch that Elton wore, but um, James Taylor has worn this watch and, and this one. Dude. And then you'll go, now, you've, now you'll sit there at the end of a year going, okay, now I've got... The complete James Taylor one and this one which he didn't wear but I really really like and I shouldn't have bought that because it's not really that meaningful then how many watches do I really need again this, no, <laughs> I'm the, just playing no 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 I know I know but this is like the like I used to have we used to have this discussion when we were six years old about what's mm. our ideal party pack and it would be 16 kilograms of jelly tots and you know <laughs> I'm glad you didn't whatever, say cocaine etc etc uh, six I said but um, I know also now that what money proper actual money buys me is freedom from stress and that would be I'd go I go daughter one what do you want to study and where and And boom and and, and that would be very large numbers and you'll phone discovery and say I want the platinum Oprah package please you see now yeah it depends what we're buying you like can I buy the hospital yeah can it be can the whole hospital be on call for me for me and my Um, that kind of but um, yeah again it's a, it's the I would I would buy freedom from stress yeah. first yeah and that would be the the education that 
would be good and the medical care and the, the security in yeah. all its forms um, and then and then let's have a look <laughs> but yeah no look I'm not I'm not a, I'm not averse what this we, is not in, a our, in, our, in our family what we call holiday rules so yeah. you know on the holiday you're going to go and have got, I've got a million rand which you're gonna is going to be you're going to have breakfast, rules. lunch and supper out and it might all be at Wimpy but you're going to have it three times a day <laughs> 80 billion no 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 I'm saying, I'm saying that that's, that's the concept yeah, yeah, yeah. that's absolutely. the concept absolutely. so I would there would absolutely be holiday rules yeah 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 and you'd be walking down Fifth Avenue and you would never shop at that because you know you can get the same thing six blocks yeah, away yeah, yeah. for a third of the price. Yeah, yeah. And you would buy five of them there because it's a beautiful scarf or whatever. But right, that's I a think, stupid notion. I think it's time to, to curtail this. Um, wonderful. You I could buy know. a bigger dog instead would, of this well, tiny I, one. I, yeah. um, I think, uh, I don't know how many more of these there'll be for the year, but a few more. We'll, we'll be around. Yeah. But thank you, dear listener, and catch you on the flip Peaky side. Peaky Blinder, Whiskey, and C2974.com for the coffee. Bye now. Bye.